0: Hello, everyone. It's that time. Happy Halloween. I talked with three people brave enough to share some of their most horrifyingly hilarious stories for our special episode. Thank you for stopping by. And as always, I'm Mark Hoffman, and I'll wait. First, we have Kirsten sharing how a well-intentioned water balloon management technique turned into a geographic confusion. Maps, people. We need maps. We,
1: uh, we were, it was summer, this, this next story is, we were, it was summertime and we were having a water balloon fight. And in order to make this marginally productive and, uh, you know also to moderate our access to water balloons mm. in order to get a water balloon you had to answer a question and i would just make these questions up on the fly and so would my coworkers. so sometimes they'd be super easy math problems you know things like that um and at one point i had probably about six or seven nine-year-olds surrounding me and i asked what i thought was a super simple question and that question was what country do we live in and mm-hmm. this kid looks at me and goes, Ohio. And I went, oh no, what country do we live in? And a different kid goes, Ohio. (laughs) And I I said, well, no, that's that's still not the answer. And a third kid chimes in, Ohio. (laughs) And I said, so that's a state, what country do we live in? And a fourth kid goes, Alabama? And, I, I went, and they're
0: all around at the same time. They're all around.
1: They're all listening to each other, <laughs> and so I go, no. And this kid who's standing in the back, completely smug, looking around like these idiots, you know, leans forward and says with condescension, "Columbus." <laughs> 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 and I go, what? No, that's a city. And a kid yells, "South America." <laughs> Close. No, that's a continent. What country do we live in? And I kid you not, a kid looks me in the face and goes, Ohio? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Next up, we have Abby, who is a special education teacher sharing some wonderfully awkward, confusing, and very uncomfortable stories from her time in the classroom.
2: Um, so the first one, it's kind of like a, a learning experience horror story. <laughs> Uh, So my first job was in high school, uh, and I was teaching freshmen, and and I thought I was like a behavior kind of expert my first year of teaching. (laughs) You know, like this girl, she ran out of class, and I was co-teaching, so I like followed her to the office, and we had this like, come to Jesus moment, and she really turned it around, and and so I, I thought, man, like I have this behavior thing on lock, mm-hmm. like, I could diffuse freshman boys in, like, like a, a second, and I was ready. So, then, I got married, and my third year of teaching, I moved um, up to live with my husband in a different city, uh, and I was, I got a job at a specific behavior school, mm-hmm. and, like, I was like, you know, I think there will probably be some crazy things, but... I have this behavior thing down. Like, remember at high school, yeah. I'm great at this.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. So my first day, I walk into my classroom, and this is elementary now. Mm-hmm. So I have second and third graders um, in a behavior setting. Um. So I walk into the classroom, ready to go. We have like an okay morning. Um. Your typical like talking out and things yeah. like that. And this boy, he keeps gagging. And I think, like, you know, like, okay, maybe he has an upset stomach. Like, I don't know this kid. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is just, like, a natural thing. Um, But I didn't, like, I didn't acknowledge it at all. Or I, like, said, like, "Do you feel okay? So then we're lining up for gym class. And... And all of a sudden, this boy has his finger down his throat and pukes all
0: over the floor. Oh, <laughs> oh God! And
2: I'm like what? Like and
0: exorcist vomit everywhere.
2: Everywhere. <laughs> like thank goodness for my teacher's aid, because she says like this is a, like this is a behavior. This is an attention-seeking behavior. <laughs> Let the color change, and you have a timeout. And I'm standing there like, what is happening? Like, what have I just gotten myself into?
0: Kids are just vomiting to prove a point.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they're just like, we we don't want a new teacher. We liked our old one. Let me puke all over the floor.
0: (laughs) Cool. Puking stories are great stories, especially because you never expect them as a teacher. I had a kid on the same vein but different vein because it wasn't a behavior thing it was just strange so it was like first period and the student's like one of the sleepiest people i've ever taught to the point where i asked him i'm like have you been do you have narcolepsy like because it wasn't apathy it was just like he legitimately would just fall asleep like he fell asleep during his final the year before sitting straight up and i was just like buddy we gotta work on this and so he has to go to the nurse one day and so I was me and my co-teacher like yeah you can go that's fine he's like I'm just not feeling well we're like okay and then he comes back and I'm like "Oh, okay so I assume he's fine and so we're going to transition to move from my co-teacher's classroom to my classroom to do a different activity and so I walk out of the room and then I walk back in and all of the desks are against the wall and this kid had puked all down his body onto his desk <laughs> and was just looking around, so confused. And I was just, and to credit my kids, no one laughed. Everyone was just like staring at him as he tried to like, <laughs> it was a combination of he was tired, covered in vomit, and probably just felt terrible. And so I was just looking around the room like, what just happened? I was looking at my co-teacher, she's like, he, he just bombed everywhere. Just out of nowhere, just projectile vomited. (laughs) I'm just like, all right, it's a Monday. We're ready. We're ready.
2: So so then go to gym, the the classroom gets cleaned up. Like, so we come back and um, this other little boy starts to have, he's having like a little bit of a hard time. He doesn't want to do like the reading assignment or something. Um, or, like, we said, no. Uh, that's a, that's probably the main trigger. Yeah.
0: Uh. It's a good trigger, no.
2: It is a good trigger. Um, kids don't like, nobody likes to hear that word. Um. No. Nah, no. Uh, that's funny. Um. So, this other little boy, he starts to, like, escalate. And, again, this is my first day on the job. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I have it all locked up. But this boy has just puked on the floor. So this other little boy, he's seven years old, this cute, cute-as-a-button, blonde boy. Like, when he smiles, you can just, like, feel the joy Aww. from his heart. He's, like, the typical, you could just pinch his cheeks and <laughs> eat him up. He's so cute. Yeah. Um, he gets upset. He's escalating. He... Climbs on to the teacher's aide's desk, and he's yelling
0: down at the classroom,
2: "You're all shits! Every single one of you in this school is a shit!"
0: And he's second grade.
2: He's he's in second grade, seven years old. So I'm standing there, like looking at my teacher's aide, saying, like, like not. I mean, like we're like. I'm deer in the headlights like holy cow what do I do
0: yeah um do you agree do you disagree
2: (laughs) (laughs) right like Megan come on what should we do you know this yeah um and then this other little boy uh we'll call him like Nick so so Nick comes over to me and he's like Miss Abby like Brian the boy on the table He's really starting to piss me off. He's calling me a shit. And, and Nick is, like, getting mad. And, he, and so Brian, on the desk, sees this, that Nick is getting mad. And, and Brian revises his strategy. And he's like, you're all shit. Everyone except for this classroom is a shit.
0: <laughs> so he's like, you know, he was playing to his audience.
2: He, was. he just he was had a like,
0: message to say.
2: He, he was just communicating that yeah. everyone, except for his classmates, were shits. And that's when I realized that I was not a behavior <laughs> guru. <laughs> yeah.
0: If kids vomiting in your classroom doesn't horrify you, I promise, this will.
2: My principal asked me to have a sex talk with a 16-year-old, my friend. First year of teaching. <laughs> well,
0: okay, go on. <laughs> this,
2: this was like a major horror story.
0: Yeah, that but, made me anxious.
2: So we had, there was a girl, and she was like inappropriately reaching out through like Instagram mm. towards other um, students at the school. And she was, she was like uh, identified as having a disability, and, um, received like quite a bit of help um academically
0: yeah
2: and so what one day I, I get a call from my principal and she wasn't on my caseload that's the other interesting thing so yeah, I'm not so sure it was why just like,
0: they just pulled you in
2: just pulled me in I looked like I was gonna be good at this I guess yeah um, good job yeah so I'm, I'm sitting in you know like it's the the girl and then me and then another special another intervention specialist so my my principal starts going in like hey did you you know did you send any messages to this other student and the girl's like no and then my principal's like no you know like like a cat did you send a picture of a cat and then the girl's like yeah yeah i did that and then my principal says and and you know what about the girl who was on top of the cat picture? And the the student says like mm, I don't remember. And so my principal starts fake, like you know like kind of sexy crawling across the desk. And she's like you know like she was posed like this, and so she's doing this. Oh
0: god. And
2: then and then the student says like oh uh huh yeah I did send that picture. I think. She just needed some differentiated instruction. Yeah, you know, she's
0: a visual learner. Uh, yeah. She, uh, and, uh, wow. So then
2: my my principal says, the stu- I think the student maybe was 15 or 14. She was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And my principal says, you know, you're 14, you're 15. Your body's going through some changes. If you ever have any question at all about what's happening with your body, you should talk with that uh, Miss Abby, and she'll know what to do. (laughs) I was, like, sitting there, like, abort mission.
0: You're like, will she? Are you sure?
2: (laughs) I don't know anything about the human body. Uh,
0: You're like, we have feet. All of us have feet.
2: Those two things in your head are called eyes. Oh, God.
0: I would be like, can we... can we call a parent? Can can it not be me? (laughs) Like... Do we have pamphlets available? Are we that much of an abstinent-only education state that this is what we're doing? (laughs) Oh God, I feel like you just need one of those charts that they showed people in middle school where it's like, this is where you grow body hair and you just give that to her and you're like, good luck kid. (laughs) Have fun. Yeah, have fun. Oh God. Yeah. That's weird.
2: It was a strange date. That was like a
0: horror story. That's pretty horrible.
2: I walked away from that meeting thinking, like,
0: like, know. You're like, I need to find another job.
2: I'm not cut out to be a
0: teacher. I didn't, this wasn't in my pedagogy.
2: (laughs) They didn't, I didn't have a class on how to teach kids about their bodies. Right. I'm I'm not a health teacher.
0: Yeah, now you are, you know. They don't tell
2: you that when you become a special ed teacher, that you, like, are responsible for teaching every core subject and every not core subject, from K to 12.
0: That's why you guys have the best stories. Because like, a special ed classroom is a simultaneously wonderful and ridiculous place because the kids let their hair down a lot more. And then since you know them really well, you get better stories because they trust you guys better. And so it's like, that also can be super good or super bad. Like Yeah. Like some of the kids that trusted me the most are always my weirdest and most problematic. Where it's like, I can't wait till I'm old. Because so many of my young men are like, Yeah, you get this stuff. I'm like, I don't. Please don't talk to me about this. Like they share a little bit too much about their personal lives. Like I had a I had a student try and relay a first date to me. And I just what? stopped him. I was like, Nick? No. He's like what i just you asked how my weekend was i was like i yeah your weekend i didn't know i don't need the gory details right i'm like this is one of those american things where i don't actually want to know i just want you to say good or bad and then me go okay i've done my due diligence not like hey had a hot date i'm like no you didn't you're 12 in my mind you're always 12 you like action figures you eat apples and that's it
2: Right, you're done. That's, that's your whole life.
0: Right, you're not sending uh, crawling across the desk cat photos <laughs> that your principal has to reenact. It was terrifying. Cool. And last, we have I'll wait veteran, Rice, Sharing my personal worst nightmare in true scary story form that only an English teacher can provide.
3: Okay, so there was this kid one time, not one of my students, Uh, who kind of looked at me in passing a couple times in the hall while I was on Operation Invitation early in the year. And he kind of, like, would fist bump me a few times. And then one time I asked him uh, what his name was. And he told me that I could call him a few different things. He said Two-Face, Spider-Man, Harvey Dent, Rocket Man, and something else uh but anyway uh the one I liked best was Harvey Dent obviously so I called him that and like every couple of days I'd see him in the hall and I'd say hey Harvey and he'd fist bump me but then he started coming into my classroom uh and then he started coming into my classroom during class and I tried to be easy about that because he didn't seem to have a lot of acceptance from uh, the people in this school, Um, didn't seem to have a lot of friends. He had a speech impediment that made him sound like he was forcing a British accent all the time. So I'd be teaching and he would just come into my room and, and he would play with my lamp on top of my desk and shift through the settings as quickly as he could and he'd say, Read mode, study mode, relax mode, sleep mode, relax mode, study mode, relax mode, study mode, read mode. And then I didn't see him for like two or three weeks. And I even asked one of his teachers, like, hey, have you seen Harvey Dent? And they said, what? And I explained to them this kid who told me to call him Harvey Dent. And they said, oh, yeah, Uh, I haven't seen him in a while either. And so yeah, that was weird. And I didn't know who he was. He was just like this stranger who didn't really ever try to engage with me past like annoying me. And i didn't never try to engage with him past jokingly trying to shoo him out of my room uh, as quickly as possible. And then I think it was homecoming night, and I just decided that I would plan from the end of school until the start of the game. And the room that I was in at the time would like slowly get darker as the night grew. I I guess that's typical of any room with a window. But anyway, I got kind of bored and went and talked with my neighbor teacher who always gave me treats and stuff like that when I forgot my lunch. Um, And I came back into my room and the lights were off. And I didn't think that was too weird because the lights like would automatically go off if they didn't detect any movement for a while. But my lamp uh, looked pretty cool, and so I just set it there or I just sat on my, sat at my desk uh, and was enjoying the relaxed setting because that's exactly what I was trying to do. Uh, but then I heard something coming from the book closet which is like behind my room and in between the staff lounge and copy machine. And it's like pretty much a secret room. Uh, It's a disgusting mess of English books, old and new. And I noticed that one of the boxes had been tipped over and the books were all over the floor. And then the door shut behind me. And all of a sudden I could hear on the other side of the door READ MODE, STUDY MODE, RELAX MODE, SLEEP MODE, RELAX MODE, STUDY MODE, READ MODE, STUDY MODE, RELAX MODE, SLEEP MODE. And I don't know where this guy was for the past three weeks, but it couldn't have been my book closet. Right?
0: Special thanks to Kirsten, Abby, and Bryce for sharing their stories. Want to do the same? We are always looking for new additions. Email me at allwaitpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you missed that, it's in the episode description. Edited and produced by Mark Hoffman. Editing assistance by Lauren Ash. Music by Bryce Wood. Find more by Bryce at bugwolf.bandcamp.com. And please remember to rate and subscribe to help like-minded fellows find out little stories like these. Thanks.